As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to episode 98, brought to you by Care-of and Blinkist. For 25% off your first month of Care-of vitamins, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter the code LOVELY. And for your free 7-day trial of Blinkist, just go to Blinkist.com LOVELY. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. You can find out more about the podcast at cultivatingthelovely.com in our Yellow Brick Road membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely and in our Facebook group. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram where you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. That's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-K-O-P-P-A. Ladies, today we have a fun new guest on the show, and it's Paula Whitten from the Bible Momming Podcast. She was so interesting for me to talk to. It was my first time really kind of getting to know her, and I'm also going to be on her podcast pretty soon, so be watching for that. But she was really enjoyable, and I think that you guys are really going to like this episode as we talk about kind of overcoming the chaos of motherhood and, and lots of other topics. It's a really jam-packed episode. It was lots of fun to record. But before we get to that, of course, I have a couple couple of things that I want to talk about. And the first thing is Patreon. You guys, I know I talk about this all the time, but I love these Patreon ladies. And coming into 2019, we have hit the ground running. There is so much more going on and the community has really upped the ante. Like everyone is joining together so much more, supporting each other in our goals. It's been so fun to see it happen, especially with our brand new quarterly workbook that we have released. This workbook takes you through a quarterly theme that we have. And for the first quarter of the year, it happens to be playing to your strength and really learning how to capitalize on the things that you're naturally good at and sort of make up for the things that you are maybe lacking in a little bit. Along with working on that theme, we also have aspects of our four tenants, which have to do with soul care, filling our minds, taking care of ourselves, and taking care of our atmosphere all throughout the month. We've got different challenges where you talk about planning and prepping and then practicing things in those areas. And it's just been so great to really see these ladies taking the bull by the horns and making the most of these challenges. So far for 2019, I know we're still getting started, but if that sounds like something that might be interesting to you, and even going with it, we've got our Wedding Grid and Fiona-like podcast, which this week we're talking all about book recommendations and that sort of thing. It's super fun, and we want you to join us. Plus, you just also help keep the lights on around here, which we are very, very grateful for. So if you would like to become a Patreon member and get all those extra goodies, then head over to patreon.com slash cultivate the lovely and join in with us. 
Some other things that you can get involved are, of course, joining our Facebook group. Just search Cultivating the Lovely on Facebook or find me on Instagram. I started live shows each morning this week. So if you want to go back to kind of those Periscope days, they're just quick morning shows where we get our day rolling. They start between 630 and 645 Pacific Standard Time each morning of the week. We're giving it a try for the month of January. I would love to have you join me over there at Mackenzie Coppa. It is super fun. So come hang out with us. One last thing, if you just want some little way that you could support the show and really help us to get off on the right foot for 2019, then something that you can do, which I always mention, is leave a rating and review in iTunes. If you haven't done this yet, it's super quick and easy. It'll only take you a minute, but it gives us a huge boost with iTunes, which we would so appreciate. And while you're there doing that, maybe you just want to like share it out to some of your friends and tell your friends about the show too to help us get rolling the best way possible for 2019. It would just mean the world to me and I would appreciate it so much. So thank you to those of you who do that. I love hearing your feedback and I really appreciate when you share the show and give us those little boosts. So, all right. Without further ado, let's get on with the show with Paula Whidden. Welcome, Paula. Hello. How are you doing, Mackenzie? I am doing well. I am so excited to have you on, especially as I was looking at like what you have out there, what you are offering to women. I thought, oh, this is going to be a perfect episode to have on at the beginning of the year because you're a mom who's kind of like been through it and you can give us some wisdom for those of us I who are am. You know, I'm, still I'm in these trenches. I'm learning to embrace that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. I'm super, I always love when I can have those kind of moms on the show who are just offering their wisdom to moms who are deep in it. And I am so excited to be able to talk about what you're doing and, and get some perspective on the new year for all of us as well. Well, so, thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell, you know, who you are, where people can find you, all that kind of thing? Absolutely. Yeah. My name is Paula Whidden and I am an author and pastor and, uh, I was ministering to kids and teenagers for 30 years. Wow. Ah, I'm that old. <laughs> um, and, and basically, I was afraid to tell mom stuff because I was in it with them. Yeah. And now I'm a little more confident. I've got an 18-year-old and a 14-year-old, so I'm still in there. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a little more confident about where I've been learning and what I've been growing in. And so I wanted to help moms, and I've created a podcast called Bible Momming. So that moms can get together and talk about stuff that's stressing us out and fearlessly move on through those momming years, realizing that God's got us. Yes. And that is so important. That's something that I have really been coming to grips with in the last year. Like, not sure that I wanted to trust that, if that makes sense, or because you know, my life is so crazy right now and there are so many unknowns. It can feel easier to be like, well, God, I know you can do that, but I don't know if you're going to. So I'm not going to like... Fair point. Yeah. But so, but it can lead you to a place of not having hope and feeling like he doesn't love you. Right. And so kind of for 2019, for me personally, and something that we're kind of bringing into the Cultivating the Lovely community is really focusing on joy and hope. And it's choosing that God does love me and that he wants good things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, actually, that was our uh, family theme last last year. We, we choose a word, just one word, mm-hmm. and usually it tends to be a biblically re- related word. Sure. Um, and that way we give ourselves a lot of grace on the whole resolution deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we're just kind of trying to seek to find out more about that word and how it applies to our lives. So we actually had hope. 
as our theme. Well, and that's my word for 2019. So, oh yay! I love it. This is perfect, perfect coming together. (laughs) You can share with me all your wisdom from 2018 on hope, and I can use it moving forward into 2019. It's been fascinating. I'm always amazed at what God does. Where I, where you know, you think. I can't do this. I can't do this. And you go, all right, I'll try to do this. And then God surprises us and, you know, shows off a little bit and you realize, oh, I'm not doing this alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's been some things through this past year of, because it can just get so easy to get stuck in that place of, oh, well, I don't know that anything good is going to happen from this, that you stop seeing the little good things that are happening around you. And so Mm -hmm. for me, it's been a lot of perspective shift of like, okay, I don't like all these big things are happening, but what, what little things can I cling to or what things is God showing me in those little moments that I think are promises for later on. And even, Absolutely. even though my situation is, you know, <laughs> out of the ordinary, it's not what everybody's going through, you know, but I think all of us live with a certain amount of chaos, especially if we have younger kids or that sort of thing. And then, oh, new- yeah. The New Year's, a lot of times when we're wanting to revamp that, get to more of a place of peace or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I know you have talked about that a lot, of finding that calm in the chaos. Mm-hmm, yes, absolutely. You know, there's a, a song that I actually was just listening to where it talks about God is our anchor for our soul. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's one of those things that we need to realize that he has this sense of calm available for us if we remember to ask him for it. Yeah, and yeah. the, the cool thing, the cool thing is that being vulnerable with God, being real with God opens us up to this calm. Like we think if we put it out there, if we, if we like actually confess the fact that we're like going nuts and we're on the edge of, you know, I love my children. I want to beat my children. I love my children. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think we all feel that. Yeah. Um, but when we're talking with God, we somehow think we have to put on the shiny bright cap and go, I'm a nice, good Christian girl and I love you, Jesus. And (laughs) as if he doesn't know. Right. And so rather than just kind of putting on the show for God, um, we can just be honest with him and say, help, 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 help. You know, I mean, great prayer from, you know, Peter, help me as he's sinking into the water. Um, that, that, uh, God is right there and he does this strange thing and we we doubt it all the time. He does this strange thing where in the midst of absolute yuck, he calms us and even helps us to see these glimpses of joy yeah. in the midst of yuck. And y'all, y'all honestly don't want to tell people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, well, yeah, this horrible thing. I mean, I, I had this conversation with a friend of mine whose daughter has cancer, and that was part of the the podcast this last uh, the last season. And um, because she has loved Jesus passionately for years and years, she was sharing about how um, she just adores the way God has helped her to be strong. And it's 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 something we're almost afraid to tell people that that actually I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, uh, because. God's making me okay. Yeah. Or in even just the little moments, like I, it's hard. And in some ways I think it's almost like you don't want people to forget, like I'm still going through something here. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's real. You know? It's still painful. Yeah. But the pain is still there, but it's like, um, but you want to cling to some sort of joy or you just won't make it through. Well, and, and it's like the idea of, uh, I mean, I think of 
<laughs> Jonah on the hill outside Nineveh, you know, and he's he's convinced these people are horrible, hideous people, and why on earth did God send him there? Yeah. And um, he kind of wants to sit on the hill and pout, yeah. you know. They're not going to turn around. They're, they don't, they didn't even listen to anything I said. And what does God do? He, he has this plant grow up and give him shade. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I think sometimes that's what it feels like. Like we're in the middle of the scorching land of, of our lives and God gives us this little bit of shade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes we're, we're noticing it and going, what a nice plant. Thank you, God. And sometimes we're like Jonah, cause he's not yeah. a role model. Um, <laughs> sometimes we're like Jonah and we're like, plan yeah yeah (laughs) but God's seeking out ways to give us joy it's just that the pain is still there yes it's not it's not storybook stuff it's not what we see in the movies it's not it's it's genuine yeah yeah and we have to we have to be able to find that okay and that juxtaposition and like you were saying I think that when we're turning to God that's when we can have the calm and we can see the plant for what it is Instead of yeah. just being like, oh, one more thing, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's it's not good enough because my other stuff is right. so big. I wanted yeah. a forest. I wanted this. Yeah. I wanted that. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Then it's, 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 it's really tempting. I mean, we're, you know, we're taking care of people who are, are asking us for everything, every moment, all the time. Yeah. Um, and we simply cannot do all that they dream of. It's yeah. not an option. So... Even if life is not absolutely horrible, um, we still feel so less than. Yeah. Yeah. Darn you know? kids. <laughs> Why do they need so much? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except but, they're pretty darn awesome, too. I know. But... <laughs> they are. And that's, I think I have the hard time is like, because they are awesome, I want to give them everything, Yeah. you know, but then you just create entitled little monsters if oh. you try to do that, too. Oh yeah, I had a I had a season with my girls that made me laugh, and I still remember it. I, there was a a point in our lives where you know the girls they got into asking for just about everything under the sun. I was uh, it was like wow, it was just gimme 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 gimme. And at a certain stage, it's like this switch flipped in my head, and I just randomly started saying no. Yeah. Um, not because no was necessarily like the end all beat all, and and you know I wanted to always say no, but I just thought you need this word in your life. (laughs) Yeah. You don't hear it from me. If you don't learn how to, you know, be okay with this word, you're not going to be okay with a lot of stuff in life. Yep. It's so so true. It's so true. And I start getting to that point where I realize, like, oh, wait, you're old enough to do this thing that I am doing for you. (laughs) So you can go ahead and do that. Like, I don't need to do it for you anymore. That's how I make you a, you know, prosperous adult is by not doing it for you all your life true. until you walk out the door, you know? And I think we have guilt as moms and sometimes even our kids make us feel guilty about making them Mm -hmm. do these things. And we kind of have to have, yeah, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. And we have to have that more long-term perspective, which can be hard to do in the moment. It is. It is. And, and honestly, you know, just trusting that if God uses the word no for us, yeah, and he loves us beyond what we can possibly love our kids. Yeah. Um, there's a value there. Yeah, there is. And we don't, yeah, we don't have to feel guilty about doing that because we really are trying to do something that's better for them. 
Yeah. What I actually, I, I played with the word. It was really funny. I, I, I had a, I still remember like, you know, you, you know, when you go to the grocery store and if you have the tactile child, which I did. Yeah. Um, and as you're going down the aisle, they literally feel the need to touch everything, everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and at a certain point I just felt like I was like being all grumpy all the time and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I wanted to get the point across, but also be sort of silly. Yeah. And I have this really bizarre story and this is absolutely true. Um, my first word was no. Uh, it's in the baby books. We have evidence. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> which, of course, means, you know, my mom had to say it a lot and I was copying her. But yeah. uh, <laughs> what I did was I, I looked at my kids. I still remember. I mean, they were like, you know, one was two up in the cart and one was five walking beside us. And, uh, and that was the tactile one. And <laughs> I said, OK, you girls need to know something. We're like in the grocery store. I said, no was my very first word. I have used it a really long time. Yeah. I've had practice. You know, and so <laughs> then funny. I proceeded to make it silly. Yeah. So that as they would go, what about this mom? And I went, and I, I just sort of changed up my voice and I was being goofy. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. And my girls actually remember like being silly and having fun with the word no. <laughs> Just because it's something that it becomes a wonderful boundary. Mm-hmm. But then as long as they understand, you know, I'm doing this because I love you, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is not about me being grumpy mom. I'm actually not grumpy mom. Yeah, I totally agree. No is so powerful. And I find myself telling my kids a lot like you don't you're not going to understand this now, but I'm trying to make you into a, a good woman or a good man, not a good kid. Like mm-hmm. I could care less if you're, I mean, I want you to be a good kid, but that's not our end goal here. Like yeah. I want you to have good character down the road. So that's why this is happening now. And someday you'll thank me. So go ahead and be mad, whatever. But someday. It's, it's so funny. Cause sometimes we think about it and we're trying, we're saying these things and we're really hoping that they're yeah. actually going to think that one day, but I've actually had that conversation with both of my girls and yeah. both of them at different points of time have said to me, Mom, I'm so glad you've done the things you did. There you go. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, it really happened. Yeah. And I think sometimes, <laughs> like my mom, I know she had certain phrases that she would say to me all the time that when oh, I yeah. was younger, oh, gosh, they made me so mad. Every time anything bad would happen, she'd say, it's a character building experience. And it was like, <laughs> I mean, she would I give me. Character. Yes. And she would give me that look sometimes <laughs> like she like you know what I'm gonna say don't you I'd be like it's a character building experience you know just where it became just ridiculous almost because it was said so much but as I got older it was like oh like I don't even think I really realized what that meant at the time I just knew it was annoying (laughs) and now absolutely as an adult it's like oh okay I get it now and now I say it to my kids isn't that funny those those things that get in our heads and we end up saying it and I actually, I never thought, I never thought I would say some of the things that my mom said. Yeah. But as you get older, you start to realize, oh, that's why she did that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was wisdom behind that. Whatever. Ladies, it's the beginning of the year. A lot of us are focused on 
our health goals. So this year, make health and wellness a top priority with the help of Care-of's monthly subscription vitamin service. Whether you're focused on glowing skin, boosting your energy levels, getting more sleep, or generally being healthy, you can build a vitamin routine that's made just for you and your health goals. They make it so easy and so personalized too. You can take their online quiz, which I actually think is kind of fun and I've been very impressed with. It asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices, and it only takes about five minutes to find out your personal, scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendations. Because after all, 90% of people fall short of FDA recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. But this quiz really helps you figure out where you personally are lacking. I was really impressed with how accurately they figured out I needed supplements to help me with my stress levels. So that was a really great thing to be able to have it tailored so specifically to me. It's super convenient. It shows up right to your door every month with personalized daily packs that you can throw in your bag or just go ahead and take. They've even got your name on them so you don't get them mixed up with anyone else in the house who's taking care of vitamins. And it's so easy when everything's just in one little package to make sure you're taking everything you need every day. And Care-of even thinks beyond their business because a portion of every sale goes towards the Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins. Vegan and vegetarian supplement options are available. And when you track your progress with the Care-of app, you earn rewards when you just remember to take your vitamins. That's pretty cool. Also, this time of year when sickness is floating around, you probably are really going to like their quick stick powders like I do that are nutrient-packed and delicious and easy to take to get that extra boost of immunity. So for 25% off your first month of personalized Care of Vitamins, go to Take Care Of and enter the promo code LOVELY at checkout. Again, you can get 25% off your first month of personalized Care of Vitamins by going to TakeCareOf.com and entering the code LOVELY been talking about a lot of the chaos and you know the kids and the nose and all of that but if you were to give us like one tip when there is a lot of chaos because I know a lot of people especially who listen to the show have a lot of younger kids and so how what's your number one thing for like gaining that peace I mean you ask God and then is there are there physical things you do are there like are there ways you take care of yourself to try to cultivate more calm in the midst of chaos that sometimes can't necessarily be controlled. Mm. Now I want to give you one simple answer, but I'm not sure I can. I know, and I, it's a hard and question. The, the, the one that, that, that came to my mind immediately, I just immediately thought about it. And I thought, Oh, they're not going to like that one. <laughs> um, Cause I don't know if, I don't know if I would have liked it, but at the same time in retrospect, it was huge. Yeah. Um, and it it was just basically be still and know that he's God. Yeah. I, I, I This is so hard for us as women. The yeah. words be still, I mean, they might as well be cuss words. Um, <laughs> we don't like those uh, words. No, we don't. Um, and it's hard, especially with the munchkins, because, I mean, there's no such thing as privacy. Yeah. Um, or stillness. <laughs> right. Uh, so you, you have to seek it out. You have to yeah. find places. I mean, for me, that was, um, I remember... I would purposely go to the pickup line for my oldest daughter at the school early because we have like this lineup of cars down mm-hmm. there. And we, um, my youngest had this tendency to fall asleep in the car. Yeah. So I, I would drive a little extra mm-hmm. purposely to get her to go to sleep. And then I would park in that line. That was my quiet time. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that yeah. Was it. I was like, no radio, no nothing. I'm just like, just be quiet. Yeah. Let it be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> you know, you got to get tricky. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, uh, even even um, and, and I, I struggle with this to, the, to this day. I actually did a, a podcast on uh, sleep just a couple weeks ago. And now yeah, um, I saw that. And <laughs> this is something I struggle with. But one of the, one of the things I did when my kids were little was, you know, I, I was really careful about their schedule in spite of my own issues. Yeah. Um, probably because of my own issues. And I would make sure that there was quiet in the house because they were asleep. Mm-hmm. And so I was like. You know, and even even to the point of saying, "Honey, it's okay. You can go to bed." Yeah. To my husband. Yes. <laughs> like, it's all right. I'm fine. Yeah. Go to bed. <laughs> I just want to sit here in the quiet. And just you know, you seek it wherever you can find it. Yeah. Um, in but... the shower, I think is well, a good one. Sometimes. Some yeah, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> if it's like before other people are awake, or you know, if you can find those those right? little moments that I. That's one of the places it's like, oh, I can think without being interrupted if no one's awake. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, it, yeah. You have to, even planning your shower, you have to, you know, yeah. plan. I swear, yes. There were a couple of weeks where my husband would look at me and go, sweetie, I love you. Go clean yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, so so that's the real part that we don't always talk about. Of yeah. When the kids... <laughs> yeah. Especially when you've got littles. Like I'm yeah. fine. I mean, my youngest is four. Okay. So, or almost, she she will be when this podcast goes out within a week or so. But um, even that age, it's so different than, because it's four to 12. It's different mm-hmm. from when I had a four-year-old and a one-year-old. You know, it's yeah. it's a whole different thing. And so for you mamas who are in that, you know, four and one-year-old thing, I'm so sorry. You'll get through it. I promise. And there will be showers in your future that you actually get to have as quiet time. Yes. But they just are harder to come by. And it's just yes. one of those difficult seasons. But like you said, in those times, you've really got to search it out and find it and just yeah. make it happen for your and own means, sanity. And that means when you get that quiet, don't pull out the phone and text yeah. your friend. Yeah, I mean, it's tempting because you want to, you want to like connect with the other people and you want to, you know, but it's like, mm, no, I need just, you know, even if you set a timer yeah. and you yeah. go, I can have five minutes. I'm allowed five minutes because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's, it's, there's something and even science is showing, you know, the, the value of, they, they focus on meditating and things like that. But the idea of just breathing, yeah. you know, and let that be enough for just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we hate it when anybody says breathe, breathe. Yeah. You know, we hate that. But at the same time, you know, the reason they're saying it is because we're actually forgetting to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard more and more people over probably the last six months saying, I am practicing where I get up in the morning and for just 10 minutes, I sit yeah. And I drink my coffee or I sit and I, you know, stare out the window at the birds yeah. or the snow or whatever. See, because... that didn't work for me because my kiddos were early morning risers, oh, but I get that. the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, even if you do it after they get go to bed, that's, you know, just that's like. That's why I was a night person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I I was a night person because my kids went to bed late. So I got to go e- to bed even later. <laughs> so, mm. But yeah. yeah. For some people, absolutely. That morning. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, finding those times though, where you just sit because Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't do that as a culture. 
And I, I mean, I've even said like, we don't we, even value it. Yeah. No. Yeah, we don't. And I think it's, that's starting to shift a little bit as people are seeing how technology is so taken over our time and our, our brains are never allowed to rest. I'm seeing mm-hmm. the theme start to, starting to come up in multiple places. Like, oh, I realized I just needed to sit. And, you know, I used to say, well, still sometimes kind of do when that question's out there, like, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? And <laughs> I've for a long time thought I, as much as I love sleep, I would, my superpower would be not needing sleep so that I could mm. just work around the clock and get everything done that I need mm. to get done. And as much as I have a hard time with sleep, the moment you said that, I resist that. Yeah. <laughs> I was I like, know. no, wait, sleep is a good thing. I know. <laughs> I know it is. I mean, it's so hard when you are feeling all these pressures yeah. to be like, if I could just not need that, if I could be well rested and just keep on powering through. To get some all of the, the pressure comes done. from ourselves. Yeah. Some of it, some of yeah. it is, it, it's like, there's the things that we feel like we're supposed to do for our kids. Mm-hmm. And then because we're, you know, modern women who aren't just, you know, we, we've got this ideas in our head that, that, you know, there's, you should do it all. Yeah, you should you should be working hard. You should be doing this and be super mom. Um, yep. And so there there's this pile on of stuff we put on ourselves. Yeah. And because of our own expectations of what we should be doing, we think mm-hmm. we just we end up making ourselves extra tense. Yeah, because that's what you know, that whole idea of remember when when the babies are little and everybody says, take a rest when the baby takes a rest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, it's so because, hard. Because, well, that's when I could clean or yeah. that's when I could get some cooking done or that's when I could. And we just run ourselves ragged with what we think we're supposed to be doing. Yes. And the expectations have changed so much. It's, this is something I've, I've thought deeply about, especially in the last year, because I've all of a sudden gone from being, you know, stay at home, homemaking mom to mom who's providing Right. 100 percent. And I've got to make that happen. And so, you know, my my roles have shifted a lot. And we we have this idea in our culture that you can do it all. And I think that's been a disservice to moms and that we need to acknowledge like it's okay to get help with things. And tag team is okay. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, there's um, there are women who I know who are awesome ladies, amazing people, and they are great moms to their kids, but they are not stay at home material. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) They would lose their ever loving minds. Yeah. If they stayed at home and because they were losing their ever loving minds, they would end up taking it out on their kids. Yes. Yes. So we have to figure out who am I? Mm -hmm. What am I? you know, what are my things that light me up? And if you're the kind of person who gets lit up by, you know, those, those things that we picture with motherhood, you know, like we picture bringing all the cupcakes to the bake sale and we picture, um, you know, creating the poster for the, the, you know, whichever club our kid is in or after school activity or whatever. And we, we, we have these ideas. Some moms get lit up by that. Yeah, that is like they they yeah I want I have to work or yeah I have to do other things but man I want to do that with my kid yeah right there are other moms they get lit up by you know oh yeah I could shoot a few emails out oh yeah I could do you know or yeah I I, I need to be running a corporation this is I need to be running a corporation yeah you know? <laughs> yeah and 
if you know these things about yourself, then you can figure out how you're the best mom for your kids. Yes. And I think that individuality is so important. And it's even talked about in the Bible. You know, there are yes. hands and there are feet and there are hearts and there are <laughs> fingernails oh, yeah. and there are there are all the different things. And, you know, I have friends who are genuinely the, you know, they are June Cleaver like <laughs> honestly like it mm -hmm. in their yep. bones oh yeah they are so good at being these present loving cupcake making stay -at -home which is moms. awesome it's, it's amazing it's awesome. and they but do it's not the only way and it's not and there we can raise kids who are just as individual but still mm -hmm. love jesus just as much even mm -hmm. though we're doing it in a different way and that's been a, a hard thing for me to accept over this last year to realize like oh maybe i'm not as gifted in these other areas but i can do these things i am gifted at and parent my kids a little bit differently but actually much better because i'm not mm -hmm. frustrated by how i'm failing in these areas i was trying so hard to be what i was supposed to be but right. i wasn't gifted in those ways Right. And then you end up getting grumpy or you yeah. end up, you know, you're because you're already grumpy at yourself. Yeah. For for what you expect yourself to do. And then your kid does something light and slight and you end up, you know, mouthing off to your kid and you're like, ah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. And I think we all need like as moms, we need to give each other some grace in those areas yeah. because it's really easy to feel like, well, this way that I'm doing it is the right way and this is the way everybody should be doing it if right. they want it's to right create. in your family yeah and it's it can be really hard to acknowledge that there are other ways and that god is a big enough god mm -hmm. to make different paths for different people you know i have this idea i think i think that there are people who we, we've accidentally been training ourselves on stereotypes mm -hmm. and you know because in the entertainment world, and we're consuming it all the time, right? In the entertainment yeah. world, it just sells better because people have tried different stuff. It sells better if you create stereotypical people. Mm -hmm. And then you could easily put them in a box and you could put little surprises in there now and again. But for entertainment purposes, and it's historically been true, then you need stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Because we're consuming this so much all over the place, then we're accidentally training ourselves that all women look like this, 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 or this, which are extreme stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's you, true. You pick somebody from, you know, whatever your favorite show is, whatever, you know, and, and maybe you like this about them and you go, oh, yeah, but if I don't do this, this, and this, I can't be as good a mom as that example. And it's mm -hmm. a baloney example. It's not yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. And I tend to be one of those people who, when there's a story or a whatever, I think like, okay, how can I see myself in this? You know, right. but then you can just put yourself into so many boxes that God didn't intend for you to be in. No, oh, yeah. So some of that chaos we find ourselves in, it's it's self-caused. Yeah. It's it's um, granted, not all of it. Yeah. I mean, there are certain things that we don't have any control over, and bam, there it is. Yeah. But if we can, if we can give ourselves time to kind of be asking God, what am I supposed to do? What is, what are the most important things that I need to do with my kids, with my family, with job, whatever it is mm -hmm. now? Yeah. And then figure out what we're okay with letting go of. That has been a huge one for me this past year. And then we got to work on trusting other people. Yes. Yes. Oh, preach it. Uh, and All of it. Yeah. 
Because there, because there's so many people out there who are awesome at things we are just bad at. Yeah. And there are a lot of them who maybe your friends, who actually want to help, mm-hmm. who want to be involved in other areas, but they've never been asked. Ladies, you know that I love to read. In fact, I talked about it last week on the show, and reading more in 2019 is one of my big goals for the year. I want to read 50 books, but as I mentioned, I think in last week's episode, my lineup of books that I actually want to get read is around 80. So obviously, that isn't going to happen, and a lot of them are business books and nonfiction books that I know I'm going to have to whittle down a little bit. So I've decided to use Blinkist to help me do that. But let me tell you what it is first so you can see how I'm going to use it. Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes so you can read or listen to it. Blinkist is made by busy people like you who want to get the main points of the books quickly without reading the entire book. With an audio feature, Blinkist makes it so easy to finish four books in a day while you're on the go if you want to. Eight million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. So that's the thing that really excites me. I can listen to the key points of these books and either just take those takeaways and figure that was exactly what I needed to know, or it can help me figure out exactly which books I want to take the extra time to read the entire version of. So far, my favorite book has been Mel Robbins' Five Second Rule, and I was really impressed just the setup of how they did it. Each little section that they share about is called a blink, and it really condenses the information down really nicely. I felt like I was able to walk away and have a really good grasp of what it talked about and then make a decision of whether I wanted to read more or just leave it at that. And it's really easy for me to fit into my day because I can just listen to it while I'm making dinner or running around in the car, and it helps me feel like I'm killing two birds with one stone. So if you think that might be interesting to you and help you with your reading in 2019, right now for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com lovely to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash lovely to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist.com slash lovely. I felt that even with my my kids' teachers at school this year because, you know, we were homeschoolers for seven years. And this was a big shift going, you know, fully into the public school system. And whoa. And especially there's a very, you know, prevalent mentality within the homeschooling circles. I know a lot of you listening are homeschoolers. I don't mean to dog on anyone by saying this, but I think we all know that the homeschool community believes like public school for the most part, it's not going to do as good of a job or it's not going to, you know, there, there's something lacking there. That's why we homeschool. Right. But I have to say there have been a lot of times this year where I've had to sit back and be like, wow, this is actually this part of it is a better fit for this kid Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or this teacher is happy all day long. Yeah. (laughs) And she's doing a great job and it's okay for me to turn those reins over to her and say, you've trained for this. You are loving on my kid. You're doing a good job and it's okay for you to do it. And I don't have to feel that pressure on me to do it anymore. That's, Mm. you know, For those of you homeschool moms listening, so much kudos to you. And I know a lot of you are doing it so well. 
for me, with all of our whole circumstance, you know, it turned out that this not only was it, I didn't have much of a choice. We had to go this direction. Mm-hmm. But even with having to do that, it has been a blessing, which I never thought that public school would be. Right. And it's right, been yeah. so refreshing to me also to be able to see that these teachers are doing a really good job and that I don't have to have that pressure on me anymore. Well, and, and as you know, th- there are people out there who love Jesus who are teaching. There are people yeah. out there who are who love Jesus, who are principals, who are janitors, who are, you know, and so we can be praying for our kids and praying for who's involved in their lives. And I mean, my kids are currently well, my my oldest is now in college, but my um, my youngest is at a charter school homeschool okay. um, for high school. And they did do um, public school elementary. Mm-hmm. And we all have our reasons. We all have yeah. the different experiences and it depends on your neighborhood. It depends. There's so many things. So many things. But we have we have great families at our churches that are all at public schools. We have, you know, all this different stuff that our kids are connected with. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we're disconnected from society. We're still there. Yeah. Um, and so being aware that you can be praying for those teachers. You can be praying for, I mean, when we were in elementary school, our church would always encourage people to invite, you know, somebody to come see like a Christmas thing or invite. And my kids would go to their teachers and send them invites. Oh, yeah. There are, there are teachers at that elementary school that started going to our church. That's awesome. <laughs> Yes, you just don't know. You yeah. don't know how how this is going to play out. And there's some, you know, great voices in their heads who were helping them to appreciate themselves. Yeah. Um, my oldest, when she was younger, like I said, she was the tactile one, and she needed to fidget. She always needed to fidget, and she had this fantastic third grade teacher. I remember volunteering to sit, and I'm basically I'm grading things, but my real pr- purpose to be there is to watch my kid and see how she's doing in class. Sure. <laughs> and <laughs> and. I remember sitting back there grading the papers and she would be like standing at her desk. She would be, you know, fidgeting all over the place around and through her desk. And I watched the teacher and I'm, I'm, you know, and so when it was time to meet one-on-one with the teacher for like the conferences and stuff, I just had to tell her, thank you, you know, for not losing your mind on my child. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for, you know, for valuing her, her different need in movement, you know, Mm -hmm. in in movement. And Uh, the teacher was like, she listens, she does her work. So what she stands, that's fine. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) And that's not what I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so just wonderful that God puts those people into our kids' lives or our lives, you know, that can see things and give us grace in ways that we, we need them. I mean, that's awesome. I love that. And all these years later, you remember that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and and there were teachers that were struggles, um, sure. but it became an opportunity, mm-hmm. kind of like your mom said, yeah. it became an opportunity for me to talk with my kids about those things and say, well, why don't you like this? And mm-hmm. what, you know, what would you do differently? And, and just kind of helping them to realize, well, sometimes you're going to come across people who don't do it differently. So we have to figure out how to, how are we going to handle that? Yeah. You know, and just being right there to support them and encourage them if there are struggles. Yeah, absolutely. We can take all these character building experiences and use them for our benefit. And in the process, sometimes we learn stuff too. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Which, speaking of learning stuff, I want to make sure that we hit on this before we 
get to the end of our show and that's you have a new resource out that I think or I think it's new but that people could really utilize because coming into the new year as we're a lot of times trying to revamp things you know people are wanting to get more serious about their bible study and you created a bible basics course didn't you yes I did and it's offered on Udemy okay Uh, and basically uh it's the bible basics course is how to read the bible understand it and grow okay I was noticing that a lot of people have created these online uh, different tools and classes, but nobody was really going to the basic basics. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who've come to go to church or have been interested in the Bible who didn't grow up with it. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes they feel behind the curve. Sometimes they, uh, they, they don't know where to find things and then they're embarrassed to ask questions. And so what I did is I, I gave this overview. There's a, a short, definitely short overview of every single book of the Bible so you can see what the point is of each one. There's uh, how to pick out your own Bible if you've ever gone like, wow, this is big. This is, I don't even know what, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or you accidentally pick up the Bible that has all the these and thous and you're thinking people understand this. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I just kind of, going through how to pick out your own Bible, how to, you know, how to use some great online tools. I, I love uh, the version app that's out mm-hmm. there, the Bible app. Yep. And just kind of helping people to know a little bit of the history of the Bible, how it was written, put together, and give them a space to ask those questions that maybe they wouldn't, they'd be nervous about asking yeah. in front of other people sometimes. Yeah, because sometimes it's even if you've gone to church for a while, but you didn't have those foundations mm-hmm. and um that's really important. I know my family started going to church really consistently when I was in junior high and I started going to a private Christian school. Mm. And I was that kid. I mean, granted, I was 12 at the time. It's not like I was an adult, but I walked into all these kids who had been listening to these Bible stories for years. Right. So you felt like you didn't know anything. Yeah. And I was so appreciative that year of the the Bible class that we had because it really gave me a foundation for knowing what what was even going on right but if I, I I know that feeling of coming in and being like everybody else knows but I don't know and you don't really want to ask those questions because everybody right. else knows <laughs> and right so, and they all seem to be speaking church language where yeah. you go that even if you do ask the question you find yourself smiling and nodding going I have no idea what you just said yeah <laughs> yeah. And I think once we've kind of gotten into the church for a while, you know, now it's yeah. been 25 years, but you forget what that's like. And so mm-hmm. you you don't realize that you're speaking that language <laughs> when people ask you the questions. So to have a resource like this that people out there can utilize if they're just feeling like, oh, they need more of that foundation. I think that's a great idea. That was I was just so excited to do that. I, I I just felt like God was putting it on my heart to make it, and it's my hope that it's a blessing not only to individuals but also to pastors because I think sure. a lot of a lot of pastors want to be able to help people to move forward in the Bible and dig into yeah. stuff and don't want to always not that they don't want to they love the Bible but uh, they they feel like they have to repeat the same thing over and over again and maybe if if you're at a small church it's only one or two people who want to hear all that detail yeah so trying to give them this little little benefit even for you know for their new members or whatever to say 
It's a great resource. We, we, came, we came across this resource. We think it'd be helpful to you if you want to learn about it. We also have our Bible studies. We also have our, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of churches that especially like, you know, when someone gets saved or whatever, they'll have like a resource packet or something of like, oh, mm-hmm. here's a Bible. Here's a, you know, basic book on whatever. But this would be a great resource that they could be recommending to people like here. If you, you really want that basic knowledge, start here. Yeah. Well, then, and, you know, then it can also spark conversations yeah. and you end up, you could do it even with a friend. I mean, Udemy has these great sales going on and I also have, uh, have some special things that are coming out for the first of the year. I'll have a, a, a 40% discount oh, wow. off on the course for people who come to my Bible bombing website. Okay. And if they, if they sign up, they'll be getting a discount for the course because uh, I just want to help them be able to get in there and do it. Yeah, absolutely. And then they can be hearing more from you on your Bible bombing podcast Yes. And I noticed like your your episodes vary in length <laughs> a lot. They do. They do. So so what is like what can people expect when they're coming to the podcast? On average, the podcast lasts from 20 to 40 minutes. Okay. And uh, it is basically all sorts of tips to help moms to face the real world and bring the real Bible into it. And so we've got, I've got some great guests coming up this season and I'm so excited. Got people talking about, uh, we've got some Bible journaling. There's a lovely lady who does great Bible journaling. We've got uh, a mom who's actually older than me and she has a fantastic story about how, you know, her life was really, really damaged and they had a really, really hard time. And she even jokes around that she and her husband have been married. I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but it's like they've been married about, 30 years and the last 15 were really good. Um, (laughs) But she, she's like, you know, just an incredibly encouraging lady who just helps people to realize it's okay. Yeah. You can, you can do this. And, um, I'm going to be on your show. Yes. That's (laughs) coming up very soon too. Yes. Yeah. So people look for me over there on the Bible momming podcast. Go check it out. You guys, I think it's a great resource. Is it weekly that you come out? It is weekly. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. One more show for people to be to be adding to their lists of things to listen to. Super fun. Okay. Now we're moving into the kind of stock part of our little discussion that I would love to hear your answers on. All right. So what is a typical day in your life? What does it look like? Well, a typical day it often involves uh <laughs> getting up, making sure that everybody's had their breakfast, making sure everybody's doing their thing. Often I end up telling my kids, okay, you got to clean up around the house. Have you done your, have you cleaned up your room? Have you done your jobs of the day? That kind of stuff. I've got a couple days of the week where my youngest is at her location, at her school location at the charter school, but other days she's home. Okay. Um, and making sure that I connect with my husband. We have this tradition in our family where uh, before he takes off for work, he always comes and we pray together. Nice. Um, and that could even mean if I'm, you know, moving slow in the morning and he has to get up early, that could even mean he'll wake me up. We'll pray and I'll go back to sleep. That's awesome. <laughs> um, that. We actually have chickens, believe okay. it or not, in our suburban house. Nice. <laughs> so we got to get the chickens moved and get them out of their coop and into the yard and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's, I do a lot of writing. I'm researching all the time and I love getting together with friends every now and again, but 
between recording for the podcast and uh, doing research for other podcasts or writing articles, mm-hmm. that is that is generally the lineup of my day. Yeah. We always try to get together as a family for dinner. Nice. And sometimes we're at the table, which I like to do, and we like to play games and stuff. But sometimes, you know, we're eating in front of the TV, and it's really funny. We have, like, our um, our tradition of, okay, we're going to sit down, we're going to watch TV, but before we do that, we're going to pray. Nice. And, <laughs> you know, and so we'll be all silly together, and we'll pray, and, uh, you know, with our our food and our uh, on the table in front of us, and um, That's great. just kind of have our downtime. Yeah. That's fun. That's, fun ways yeah, to connect. That's pretty much it. All right. I like it. How are you currently cultivating loveliness in your life? What is just some small way? Well, I see. One small way that I like to cultivate loveliness is really seeking out times to have one-on-one time with my daughters hmm. and um, make sure that I know who they are. Yeah. Um, and just sometimes I try to be totally silly with them. And sometimes it's like, Hey, can we talk about this topic? Yeah. And so just kind of keeping that going. It's a conscious constant um, because I want to be able to be there when they want to talk about something that's really serious. Sure. And I feel like if we have these habits, then it's just normal and natural. But if we don't, then it feels weird. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times the silliness is what helps build the relationship so that they do feel like they can trust you and talk with you. Yeah, I love that. Well, one of the ways I am currently cultivating loveliness in my life is I have kind of a problem. (laughs) And that is um, Modern Mrs. Darcy puts out every day the Kindle deals for the day. And when they're like, oh, $1.99 for this book that sounds amazing. I'm like, well, yeah, (laughs) sure. I need to pick that up. And then I end up with this ridiculous number of to-be-read books oh my goodness and your kindle and you're just like oh looking, my going, gosh okay it's insane and i picked this one for today yeah and i did i didn't even remember like i actually went through my amazon account like all of my digital purchases and i put them in goodreads to the you have this you should read it folder yep yep and so i have been organizing all of that and i'm trying to mostly read from that stack of books heading into 2019 so it's been fun for me to really look over like okay what are all these books what do I have what do I want to try to read each month because I'm trying to up my reading goals so so that's been kind of fun for me to do yeah I'm a a big audible fan I'm like yes because I don't I can listen to a book while I'm cooking dinner I can listen to you know whatever so I, I, I that whole that time where I'm like paused and actually being quiet and looking at a book it, I ha- it seems like I have less of that yeah yeah I'm, but, I'm trying to carve it out more in 2019 so hopefully awesome. it'll happen yeah, yeah. Okay. I recommend audible I love it I know I really I really like audible or even um hoopla because you can get them mm-hmm. for free on there which is really nice when our library has like uh, what is it called overdrive yes yes yeah. I love overdrive okay so here are my stock questions are you ready Okay. All right. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Essential oil diffuser. Okay. Cloth napkins or paper? Usually paper, but I like cloth. Okay. City. (laughs) (laughs) It's a totally reasonable answer. (laughs) City or country? Country. Okay. Paper or digital? I want to say paper, but reality digital. Okay. Shopping. (laughs) Would you rather shop online or in the store? Uh, Store. Okay. It's four o'clock or whatever time you make dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music? 
podcast. And what are some of your favorites? I like yours. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I, I really, I love uh, Heidi St. John. Oh, yeah. And um, I've been a fan of uh, Dana Malstaff. She does the Bob, the Boss Mom podcast. Oh, okay. I haven't listened to that one. I'll yeah. check it out. Okay. Chocolate, milk or dark? None. I am an oh. addict and you need to not to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sports or no sports? I'm going to say no sports, but I actually kind of secretly love sports. Okay. I think that's <laughs> the first person who's answered that that way. That's so funny. I love it. Well, okay. I, I, yeah, we, we're on Roku, so we can't see stuff regularly now. Yeah. And, uh, my kids have not been trained on sports, but I grew up loving them. Okay. All right. Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? Oh, gosh. Watch. It's terrifying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, your favorite movie. What is it? Return to Me. Oh, that's a sweet one. Yeah. Good choice. Okay. If you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum, you know, like being natural, and zero is totally not crunchy, but 10 is like singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, <laughs> where would you be on the spectrum? Oh, goodness. Um, this is like a, this is a deep, dark secret. You're not supposed to know. Um, this is like uh, probably four. Okay. <laughs> That's a great answer. But on screen, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then you're, you're, you're right down the middle, right? Then you just please both sides. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for coming on today, Paula. I really appreciate having you on. I hope people run over and find your Bible momming podcast. It was really fun to chat with you. Thank you. I had so much fun, Mackenzie. Yes, thank you. And we'll be chatting again soon for your show. Yes, I look All forward to right. it. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, ladies, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Paula Whitten. If you would like to find the show notes for this episode, you can head over to boldturquoise.com slash 098. And a lot of you have actually been reaching out to me about last week's episode with Jenny Wilcox, which is so fun to me that so many of you not only love the episode, but are telling me about it. I love hearing from you guys. It's one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is getting to interact with all of you. So if you liked this episode or any other episodes that we've had, or specifically if you enjoyed that little segment that I did at the end of last week's episode where I talked about book goals and reading goals and that sort of thing, I would love to hear about it. It really helps us to shape the show, know what you enjoy about it, and make decisions moving forward. So please feel free to message me on Instagram, Facebook, email, any of those ways I would love to connect with you and hear about what you're enjoying about the show. And if you want any of those extra perks of being an actual member of the show and helping support the show, of course, you can head over to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely and make a huge difference for us there and join an awesome community of ladies who can really help you get off to your best start for the new year. Okay, I think that's it for this episode. So until next week, go be bold and gracious. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. 